Hello, we're Project 6 and we're a charity working with people in South and West Yorkshire. We deliver a range of services to support people with alcohol and other drug use to help individuals, families and communities to make meaningful and sustainable change in their well-being. And you're listening to our podcast. So the purpose of this, we wanted to share some ideas and different viewpoints on how we can improve drug and alcohol support, work that's already taking place and what the future could look like, and especially how we can challenge and even dismantle the stigma and discrimination associated with problematic alcohol and drug use. Why? Because that's what the people who come to our service say is what matters to them. Sharing stories and personal experiences of substance use and addiction is an effective way of shifting society's perception of the issues people face. For the past 10 years, the Recovery Street Film Festival has been doing just that. The UK-wide festival promotes short films from people with first-hand experience of addiction, showcasing the real stories behind the labels. I spoke to Phoenix Futures Senior Marketing Manager Lucy Morgia about her work tackling stigma and how the Recovery Street Film Festival is helping promote the voice of lived experience. So Phoenix Futures, they've got quite a strong history of campaigning and they do a lot of work around anti-stigma, anti-discrimination. What has that looked like for you in your time there? So, I mean, yeah, you're right. Phoenix do have a um, a long history of um, anti-stigma work, actually dating back to the 1980s. I don't know if you've ever heard um, the album that we produced then under the name of Phoenix House. Um, it's called no. um, A Living World. And um, like a few uh, British artists at the time, including Bonnie Tyler, got together and collaborated on an album um, to raise funds for Phoenix House at the time and also challenge stigma, which was actually quite revolutionary because at that time the government were putting out really kind of quite fear-based advertising campaigns, like the kind of heroin screws you up uh, campaigns. So to have a narrative of, um, of hope at that time was actually quite revolutionary. So ever since the 1980s, Phoenix have been quite involved in um, anti-stigma messaging. But for me... Uh, working at Phoenix, I think that actually we're really lucky because anti-stigma work is written into our three-year strategy, meaning that it's a part of my objectives. It's a part of Jim, the director of marketing's objectives. Karen, our chief exec, and our senior leadership team are all really invested into our anti-stigma activities, which means that everyone on the in the organisation is kind of switched onto this common goal. Thinking about your time with Phoenix, what, what are some of the barriers that you come up with? What what are the attitudes that you're having to try and change? In terms of anti-stigma campaigning, I think that the, the kind of main one is probably something that every comms person working for every charity everywhere, and probably yourself, John, you can relate to, it's a resource. We are a charity and we do have limited resources, both in terms of budget and uh, people in our team we're quite a small comms team so there's only two of us um, but I think we're pretty ambitious um, it just means that we have to be really creative around the way that we do use our resources and we have to work smarter 
So for example, something that's actually worked really well for us is um, getting together with our corporate partner. So we have a corporate partner called Ripple. They're absolutely brilliant and they're really invested in supporting us with our anti-stigma work, right from concept through to completion. So they've kind of built their business model on using social media and influencers to advertise their products. So what we did was we took some of the learning from their business model and applied that to our anti-stigma campaigning. So throughout some of our campaigns, we've used influencers with lived experience of addiction and, and offered them a platform to share their story. And then on our social media channels, we've just kind of amplified that which has been an absolutely brilliant way for us to get our anti-stigma message outside to new audiences that would ordinarily, it might be quite hard for us to engage in. So one of the things um, that has been really successful is the Recovery Street Film Festival, which you're really involved in. So for anyone who's not come across it, how would you describe it to them? So the Recovery Street Film Festival started, I think we're in, I should know this, but the 10th year now, um, and is actually kind of the brainchild of um, a guy who used to work for Phoenix, Bob Campbell and Jim, who is the director of comms still currently at Phoenix. And basically, it is a film festival that offers people with lived experience or first-hand experience of addiction a platform to share their story by submitting a three-minute film talking about their experiences. The film festival, it doesn't kind of decide on any narrative. It is open for people to talk about their experiences in whatever way they see fit. And the idea of the festival is then that we amplify those stories by touring them up and down the country throughout recovery month in cinemas, community spaces, before my time at Phoenix, we used to do public screenings in the streets, um, which was actually a really brilliant way to get that kind of anti-stigma message in front of the general public and people that we might ordinarily find it quite difficult to engage with. I should also say it's a cross-sector collaboration, which is really important because it's a lot of different organisations coming to work together for one common goal. One of the things we're talking quite a lot about is so building those ecosystems of the, the larger organisations and the smaller, we all bring something different, don't we? We've all got different viewpoints and we all do different things better. And I think having those partnerships, you talked about um, the collaboration you've been doing before, that seems really key, doesn't it, as we try to look at ways to take control of the narrative a little. Yeah, why is it important then to give people that platform to share the stories in a way that is completely personal to them, where they have complete control over it? I think that lived experience voices are a really powerful tool in challenging and fighting stigma. I think that for too long, um, people that use substances voices have been left out of the conversation. So if we look at a lot of mental health campaigns, they rarely address people that use substances or addiction as part of a mental health condition. And then sometimes if we look at some homelessness campaigns, some of the framing and the messaging around there can be quite detrimental to 
people who are using substances. For example, I've seen some framing in some campaigns recently whereby they say, you know, about not all homeless people are using drugs and actually X percent of homeless people use drugs. Does that mean that somebody who was experiencing homelessness was using substances? Does that then make them less deserving of our help and our support because they're using substances? So I just think that kind of addiction and substance use for too long has kind of fallen through the gaps and not had space to be able to speak much about the issues that the, the sector and the people that use substances face. And I think the film festival offers a really great platform for people to challenge some of the st stereotypes and the labels that are often put on people that use substances or people that are facing addiction by the media. And I think that what happens is when we label and stereotype people, you know, it dehumanizes us, it hides us behind those labels and in fact makes us invisible. And what the film festival does is it offers an absolute brilliant chance for people to say, no, this is me, this is who I am, and this is my story, and this is really powerful. And I think that raising those lived experience voices is something, it's kind of like the most powerful tool that we have in challenging stigma, because it closes that gap between, you know, what they call it in social psychology, the in-group and the out-group. And it shows that, you know, we're human, we're people, this is who we are. I love that and I think so often people we give them the language to talk about themselves don't we and then it becomes a label people almost affix to themselves and what I've loved about seeing the film festival over the years is that people are able to talk about their own experiences or show their own experience in ways where they don't have to rely on the language or the narrative they've been given by services by health by wherever it is people can just show this is reality for me and I think that's really yeah. yeah that's exactly right and I think that one thing that we find quite often is some of the most powerful stories actually don't really have that much to do with drugs or alcohol at all or substances that actually are just about people and just about how they feel and and those experiences that they're facing and I think that they're quite common experiences that a lot of people can relate to and it's really difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, when it comes to drugs particularly and alcohol to a certain extent, there's this notion of morality that comes into it. And then with that comes judgment, discrimination, and the conversations get shut down. Mm. So it becomes really difficult to talk about it. And I think that that is a large part of the anti-stigma work that we've been doing at Phoenix is looking at ways that we can open up and facilitate conversations and as I say again just to reiterate not to define the narrative of those conversations just to offer a platform and to amplify voices. Is there a, something you can pick out that's really inspired you from the Recovery Street Film Festival during your time there? In terms of a film? Film or something you've noticed something you think wow without this that wouldn't have happened? So I've been involved with it um, since I started working for Phoenix, so the last seven years. And it's changed a lot over those last seven years. Organisations taking part in organising the festival has kind of shifted and changed over time. And um, we've seen people come and we've seen people go. But then obviously COVID hit and we weren't able to have an in-person festival. I think it was for two years. So this past year just gone this September just gone we actually had the first in-person celebration event um, in Chelsea for two years 
And um, it was actually really incredible getting everybody together in the room who submitted a film and other people came, you know, who, who lived around, who were just interested in coming to watch the films. And it was actually a real incredible atmosphere. And it just really reminded me of the importance of the film festival and what it means to people and not only to people entering and being able to share their stories, but also the people watching those films. Like it's such a brilliant educational tool um, for people wanting to learn more about addiction or substance use. And then also it brings in so many other interrelated issues such as mental health, homelessness, experience of being in touch with the justice system. Thinking about that, what's the response been from the public to the film festival? So what happens is we facilitate the festival in terms of like the organising, but what we really aim to do is encourage services and people, organisations, individuals to make the most of the film festival and to really kind of share, be sharing those films in their own services, on their own platforms, on their own social medias. So it's a kind of co-created festival, really. Um, and, and the response is always great. I mean, off the top of my head, like I can tell you films have been seen by over a million people and we've had hundreds of films entered throughout the 10 years it's been been going. It's a priority of us to, to continue maximising that and trying to get the films out to new audiences. Speaking from... Personal point of view, I when I was quite early on in in recovery, if, if we're calling it that, I I remember just bobbing into Sheffield Hallam University where you had a screen, and I wasn't um, wasn't aware it was happening. I just walked past. I think it's probably during recovery month in Sheffield, and it was really powerful to see people's stories that weren't my story but had similar themes and to know, you know, what I'm going through isn't strange. And actually seeing those stories on there as something to be proud of and celebrated, it's a really special thing. And, I, and the fact that it's filmed does that in a, in a way that's um, quite unique and different to a lot of the other storytelling that takes place around um, the work we do. So what's the plan for this year? What, if someone was interested in getting involved, how could they do that? And so people can get involved in a number of different ways, whether that be by submitting a film, making and submitting a film. And that's open to anybody with first-hand experience of addiction or experience through friends, family members, loved ones, or even professionals. If there's a professional out there that has a story to tell, we welcome people to become part of the organising group or as a charity partner. And also we would love people to get involved share the films throughout recovery month, hold a screening in their service or in their own homes or in their cafe or wherever it might be, their community hub, their community space, art gallery, cinemas even. Um, so I would really encourage people to get involved from that point of view as well. And if that's not possible, just share our content. If it's something that resonates with you or you feel like you can engage with, share it, you know, share it and, and share it with your friends and your followers and help us get the anti-stigma message out further and wider. The theme for the Recovery Street Film Festival 2023 is The Sky's the Limit. And the festival is now open for submissions until the 1st of August. 
you can take a look at previous entries and see all the competition info at their website, rsff.co.uk. Make sure you check that out. There is less than a month to go now until the Project 6 Ideas Conference, but there's still time to get a ticket to join us there in Doncaster on the 22nd of June for a day exploring the drug and alcohol ecosystem and how, as a sector, we can rebuild choice, balance and opportunity into our services. And even better, the Recovery Street Film Festival will be joining us for a special screening and a Q&A. For all the details, head to project6.org.uk slash conference. And that's it. Mm-hmm.